in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here. Broadcasting live from the greatest city in the world. Austin, Texas, baby. It's Bucky and Aaron. You guys want to play some twos? You know what? Actually, we're kind of in the middle of a conversation. B and E. What's B and E? Bucky Godbolt, Aaron Hogan on the Horn, 104.9 AM 1260 and hornfm.com. Where the Longhorns play and Austin talks sports. Wake up, everybody. No more sleeping in bed. No more back thinking, time for thinking ahead. The world has changed so very much from what it used to be. There's so much hatred, war, and poverty. Oh. Oh, yes, sir, and yes, ma'am, you had better. Hey, let's get them up, get them going. It's Friday already on B&E. That is right. It is a uh, football Friday. Plenty of football conversations to be had. Longhorns, the expectation train continues to uh, crank up. We'll get you details. The media poll is out for the Big 12 season. For the first time since they've gone to no divisions in the Big 12, the Longhorns are atop that poll. Uh, Also, plenty of NBA drama, including a... uh, Britney Spears conversation. Dame Lillard's agent makes it pretty clear where his eight client would like to land. Uh, well, he may be fine for that. We'll get into uh, the NBA kind of part of things as the uh, Summer League kick tips off today in Las Vegas. Plenty of Major League Baseball as well. Baseball's amateur draft is this weekend or begins on Sunday. We'll preview that, including the Longhorns and the local products as we get you cranked up on this Friday, 7 July. We appreciate you being there. Early Bird always gets the worm. Hope you can ride with us all morning long, all day long, live, local, and digital. However you find us here on the Horn, could be 104.9, maybe 101.9 FM. Of course, always there on AM 1260 for the old schoolers. Also digitally on our Horn app. Take us wherever you go. A couple touches of a button. You're listening to us live and crystal clear, even on vacation. If you're doing that right now or into this weekend, uh, you can also find us on our uh, with your smart speaker at home and work. And always, Mr. Godbolt. Right there for you on our website at hornfm.com. Good morning to the soldiers at Fort Cavazas, Texas, the soldiers in the state of Texas, and all those that fight for us each and every day. Thank you so very, very much for what you do. It is appreciated. Please be careful out there. Yeah, I got the some rain yesterday, shine. by the way. Did you really? Yeah, got some rain yesterday. It was uh, I waited and waited and waited. Middle of the afternoon. Got a little, uh, I want to call it a downpour. Pretty good rain, though. Pretty good rain rolled through. Come on, man. Yeah, man. I mean... Probably Hit the evaporated grass, immediately. The gra- it's all right. <laughs> I don't know how long it lasted, but yeah, it's made it muggy for a little while. But actually, last night it was a little cooler. There was a little uh, breeze in the air after the uh, storm came through or the showers came through. A little bit cooler last night. Uh, not not quite the because sometimes even at eight o'clock at night it'll be ninety nine degrees. Oh, it was yeah. about 80, 88 degrees last night when I was out and about. So uh, f- hopefully more of that coming because there is at least a chance for some rain each day and. Whether you get it or not, you know, depends on. Yeah, yesterday was a fifty percent chance. So, well, I was, I, you, I got, got it. You did. That's fifty percent. No, that's fifty percent. Is right. Uh, Ty Henderson is back from his uh, day away and uh, looking bleary eyed and good as ever. How are you, Ty? Doing fantastic. Did you get any rain? A little were you, bit. Were you sleeping? I, I I saw a little bit in the city. Sleep. I, yeah, I that guy the, doesn't I, sleep. I was looking at the radar and I did see. I kind of know where you live, so I think you probably got a little bit because uh, I mean, well, I was here. At the radio station, I would know I was at my dad's house. Oh yeah, you're still house sitting here in the uh, the Westlake Hills. Okay, I got gotcha. you, got gotcha you on that. But uh, 
All right, good to have you back. Thanks to Happy Jack who was in here yesterday, but uh, good to have the T.Y. man back in the house until Friday morning with a lot to do. And uh, we'll get this thing cranked up with the headlines. Get you caught up on the news, and the conversations will be kicking around all morning long. UBO Business Services brings it to you. College football, yeah, for the first time since the Big 12 Conference went to a divisionless format. The Longhorns have been picked to win the conference in the preseason media poll. That's right, high expectations for Texas. Steve Sarkeesian's Longhorns are in 41 of the possible 67 first-place votes from members of the media who cover the league. They tallied 886 points. And on a podcast earlier this week, Steve Sarkeesian certainly embracing the expectations for his 2023 Longhorns. I really feel like our team's on a mission. Our team, like we we we've been building for this um, to 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 win a Big Twelve championship. I felt like you know that they will all tell you that that we missed an opportunity a year ago to not play for the Big Twelve championship game because of our own undoing. You know, we made yeah. we made some mistakes in a couple of games that cost us an opportunity to be in that game. And we've got great leadership on this team. We've got guys that the necessary effort and means to 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 try to be a champion and that's that's why they came here and and hopefully we're giving them the platform and the tools to go do that the defending champions are the k-state wildcats they follow the longhorns uh, with 14 first place votes in that media poll 858 total points oklahoma it comes in at three texas tech four both of those teams received four first place votes uh, TCU, fifth with three first-place votes. All 14 teams will be in attendance next week. Big 12 media days at AT&T Stadium in Arlington next Wednesday and Thursday. NBA, the Atlanta Hawks and their all-star guard, DeJounte Murray, have agreed to a new four-year, $120 million max deal. 26-year-old former Spur averaged over 20 points a game last season, over six assists in his first season in Atlanta. Current Spurs rookie Victor Wenmanyama addressed allegations yesterday that a member of his security team slapped pop singer Britney Spears in the face at a Las Vegas restaurant on Wednesday night in Vegas for the NBA Summer League, which begins today. Wenmanyama told reporters that someone grabbed him from behind, but he didn't see what happened from there because he continued to walk forward. For her part, Spears did file a police report with the Vegas police. She also released a statement calling the incident traumatic and super embarrassing. The agent for for All-Star Damian Lillard has gone public and on the record to make it clear that his client wants to be traded to the Miami Heat and nowhere else. It's a move that will likely draw a heavy fine from the league, but Aaron Goodwin says he's doing what's best for in the best interest of his client, discouraging other teams from challenging Miami's offer. In Major League Baseball last night, losses for both the Rangers and Astros. AL West leading Rangers built a 5-3 lead in their rubber game of their series in Boston, but their bullpen got rocked, uh, gave up seven runs over the 6th and 7th innings to fall 10-6. They now head to D.C. for a weekend series with the Nationals. Second place, Houston gained no ground. However, they opened up a four-game weekend set with Seattle down at Minute Maid Park with a 5-1 loss. Also last night, Round Rock. The Express clobbered Sugarland 12-3. Austin FC are back on the road tomorrow night. They'll travel through much cooler Minneapolis to face Minnesota on Saturday night. Club did add some fresh legs yesterday. The acquisition of young defenseman Brandon Craig on loan from the Philadelphia Union for the remainder of the season. Only 19 years old, only played one MLS game, but recently represented the U.S. at the FIFA Under-20 World Cup where he was a teammate with Austin FC's Owen Wolf. This segment brought to you by UBO Business Services. Great people, great service, endless possibilities. That's UBO Business Services. Visit them at ubeo.com. All right, so a uh, lot in there. The uh, Britney Spears, Victor Wenbanyama security guard a situation is uh, somewhat bizarre. And because it's Victor Wenbanyama and he's already such a big name buck, it's a, it's a big story, and she's Britney Spears. I mean, if, I think if, I don't know if it's still there or not, but if you go out to, what is it, the Flamingo or, one, or maybe the Aria, She's still living there? Well, yeah, she she does a residency, and there's like a 
30-story mural of her face. I mean, so it's hard to not... She's been there for a couple of years. I mean... <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think she's still doing that. She's there since she was 12 or something. Yeah. And, you know, she's a weirdo. We know that. But at the same time, I, I say when Banyama's name brings it, if it were someone else, it wouldn't. It would still be a big story. But, I mean, it's hard to get on, make it, make it a Victor Wenbanyama story. It's really about an overzealous security guard, it appears, who's, who's a member of the Spurs organization. I mean, they've got a detail for him, which is smart. When you're in big crowds like that, uh, but Britney Spears in her statement pointed out that you know I have a security detail and I get Mines approached aren't knocking all people the time, out. and they're not smacking people upside the head. Yeah, so she's just very embarrassed about it. Yeah, it looks like her face is okay. She didn't take any. She's she's just she's kind of embarrassed about it, and she's just always. Well, no, she it, just wanted to take a picture with the dude. Well, in her statement, she said she had seen him earlier at a dinner and they had talked, and then she saw him again and it was crowded and she just wanted to get his attention and. That's when she when she took one took a chop. Now took one took a shot for the team. Yeah, and it does sound like an overzealous guy who maybe just turned around and wasn't sure what he was smacking at. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's probably taller than she. She's like five three and a half, five four, and whacked her in the face, talked her glasses off, and uh, you know, then she went like full Nancy Kerrigan. Why? Uh, Why? Uh-huh. I don't know if that happened, but it wasn't good. Well, it's we, embarrassing by the way, for we, her. We do have an eyewitness to the to the attack. TMZ. Oh yes. no, they were there. Of course well, they're there. everywhere. EMD has eyewitnesses everywhere. Do we have this, Ty? Well, he was walking into the area uh, heading to catch when there was a, a fan who afterwards we found out was Britney Spears was uh, approaching him with a British accent uh, saying, excuse me, sir, excuse me, sir, and just kept trying to go towards him. Uh, when eventually uh, he was heading, when Wemby and his, and his entourage were heading into uh, the restaurant, where um, and to catch, that's when Brittany sort of in- infiltrated her way into this circle, and one of his uh, bodyguards uh, gave her like a backhand sl- uh, slap Ooh. across the face. So explain. All right, there you go. So she was trying to infiltrate. Oh goodness. So th- she's trying to make it like it was just a little harmless. I tapped him on the shoulder. This guy's saying, "Wait a second. Now she was kind of. She wants to be seen. She really wanted to get that picture. Yeah. And. Uh, um, you know, Vegas police will investigate. But uh, Victor Wenbanyama will begin play in the NBA's Summer League today. So our first chance to maybe see the uh, the uh, French phenom hit the hit the court out there in Vegas. And those games have become more and more popular uh, during the month of July in the NBA. I think the bigger story is the Dame Lillard story uh, because his agent's going to take a heavy fine. Uh, the new league collective bargain agreement uh, specifically frowns upon public comment about trades and um, you know, you can find his comments are as close to tampering as you're going to get. Um, essentially saying, don't trade for my client. If you do, you're going to get one disgruntled player. Uh, he wants to go to Miami, which is kind of cooking the books a little bit for this Certainly deal. Certainly is. Uh, because if you're a, another team and you want to make a run, Dame Lillard's one of the best players in this league, just signed a Supermax deal, and has been a you know loyal teammate there in Portland trying to build that thing. He's been there 11 years. But at the same time, they just inked him to a huge contract. And if you're the organization, you want to trade him, but you want to get you want as to get much max as, you, as can. you can get, yes. Um, and that seems right. I mean, you know, the, there's two sides to it. There's the ownership side that I think wants to do right by Dame. But at the same time, there's a general manager and a coach saying, wait a second, don't give up our best player for nothing. If we can get a huge haul from somebody, uh, at least get a third team involved or something. But, you know, uh, the, the agent making it clear that Lillard is going to be Pretty upset if he doesn't get his way here and get to Miami to play with Jimmy Butler and his good. Remember, we've told you his best friend is Bam, or one of yep. his best friends, closest friends in the NBA, 
is Bam Adebayo, the big man for the Heat. So uh, it's part of that. But Dame Lillard, we'll keep an eye on that story. And, you know, no, Portland has to do what's right by them, and I think Dame Lillard would do the same for them too. I well, don't. That's think... a question we can ask. Does, does the organization owe him anything? I mean, he's eleven been years. Eleven years. But again, they paid him like a ton of money. Now they haven't done their job of putting the right pieces around him. No. And there are some who would argue that if they, in a player's league, right? I know. I know a lot of you out there don't like this, and a lot of fans don't like it. But the players run the run the game of basketball. They always have, right? I mean, it's it's just there's only there's so few superstars, and there's only five players on the floor, um, so they usually get their way. Um, when it comes time to get a coach fired or get to where they want to get. So if you're the Trailblazers and you're even the ownership that doing right by a superstar, if you ever want to land another free agent or get somebody else to come to Portland, you know, the the you know, the players kind of keep score on those kind of things, you would argue that, you know, do right by Dame shows good for the organization. Same time, you know, if Utah or somebody offers you a huge package of picks and players, you you kind of have to do that and let let Utah deal with it, but you're not sure if Utah will do that, knowing what the agent said yesterday that, well, you don't want to be there. But we'll see how that plays out. But do they owe him anything for being a you know, no? They paid a... him. He got paid for there. He wasn't playing for free. No, I don't believe. No, he, just... he was loyal to a certain extent, though. Yeah, I mean, they do. They that's that's the question, and I think Ty's well, he never begged. He never begged out until this year. I that's mean, right. eleven years later, and you're begging out. That's. That's that's putting in your time right there. It wasn't three, four years and saying, I want out of there. We're not going to win. I mean, he kept going. They kept saying, we're going to do this and going to do that. They never surrounded him with anybody. So 11 years later, if he says he wants out, I mean, I, I can understand that. Yeah, but at the same time. There's but you got to get what you got to get. You can't just let the guy go for free. You know, there's a difference between wanting out and wanting to go exactly specifically where you want to go, which handcuffs the organization to. Which they got to get their value, whatever they can get. They're not going to get their value for him. No. No, um, but if you are Portland, you'd like to get as much as possible. For sure. Um, but, you know, that's that's the NBA. So we'll see where that goes with uh, Dame Lillard, obviously, if he landed in Miami. But we mentioned this yesterday that if Miami's involved, Boston, the Celtics certainly are getting involved because they want to not have him go to Miami. Uh, all the teams. And they definitely have way more assets than Miami does. Well, like if you're Portland, and let's take Utah out of the equation. You know, some people have made the case for Utah because they have a ton of assets. And from the Donovan Mitchell trade and the Rudy Gobert trade and all that they've done, they've stockpiled. Um, but, you know, and, and, of course, Dame Lillard played at Weber State in college, which is there in the state of Utah. So maybe there isn't there would be some appeal. Look, if I'm Utah or even the Boston Celtics, you'd want to get, get a meeting with Dame Lillard to see if you can, you know, convince him. Because if you're Portland, you'd love to have Jalen Brown, right? Young oh, star. Oh, sure. To go with Scoot Henderson and some of your other young players, if if Boston was willing to part with Jalen Brown to facilitate this deal and keep him away from the Heat, well, you'd certainly get involved in that. But again, the Celtics and Brad Stevens aren't going there unless they, you know, they don't want to bring in a problem. But the the, the fact that Dame Lillard has been a loyal guy and a good teammate for a long time, if you're Brad Stevens, you would at least explore it and say, hey, can we get a meeting with the guy uh, and and see if we can convince him that Boston is where he wants to be and come off his Miami stand. I don't know. We'll. We'll follow the soap opera of the NBA. He'll end up in Miami. Yeah, for nothing. Yeah. And Portland will suck for the foreseeable future. And uh, their fans like will be. Like they have sucked, yes. Well, they, they've been a playoff team in Dames. They went to a Western Conference Finals three years ago. Yeah, three years ago they were there. Uh, and, you know, again, they're, they're these guys that sign these Supermax deals, I mean, that's huge money, $250-plus million dollars. They're doing right by you, Dame. <laughs> you got to let them do right by the, by the, 
the no, they have future. To their, yeah, their future. They have to have their future. Uh, well, we appreciate uh, – we'll follow that story, and we appreciate to Victor Wenbanyama's security detail for giving us the Britney Spears story. Cause that's a great story in the middle of July. You know, that's what we needed. That's what we needed. Britney Spears taking one. I was of the really chops. hoping that y'all hadn't talked about it yesterday, but it happened. We, we got to the, the chops. We got the news right at the end of the show. It came in at like between nine. I think it was CB, of course. Chris Bennett on Twitter who sent us the the TMZ story that dropped about nine forty yesterday, and yeah, it was a big uh, big conversation throughout the rest of the day. We mentioned it on our way out, and then it was uh, it was on from there. Uh, but uh, Miss Miss Spears released a statement saying, uh, traumatic experiences are not new to me and I have had my fair share. I was not prepared for what happened to me last night. I recognized an athlete in my hotel, my hotel lobby. My hotel lobby. Just sell some of that. Her damn hotel. And I was heading to dinner. I later went to a restaurant. And I want to know what he was doing in my hotel. Well, I later went to a restaurant at a different hotel. I wasn't my hotel. And saw him again. I decided to approach him and congratulate him on his success. It was really loud, so I tapped him on the shoulder to get his attention. I am aware of the player's statement where he mentions, I grabbed him from behind. I simply tapped him on the shoulder. There is no way she can reach him. I know. Um, you know. If she grabbed him by the... Sh- she is definitely, is what, like 5'5"? Five, 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 no, no she's, not getting, five, four. she's not getting up to the shoulder area. His no security way. then backhanded me in the face without looking back in front of a crowd. Nearly knocking me down and causing my glasses. She, she, could, off my she could be easily mistaken for like a homeless, crazy homeless woman. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Well, listen. Did you go back to what's about Vegas can now? We, can we go back to the TMZ guy? He claims that she was yelling at him in a British accent. Now, Britney Spears is not British. Uh, <laughs> um, so let's hear this guy again. This is the eyewitness on what he saw at the uh, the Catch Restaurant or outside the Catch Restaurant in Vegas Wednesday night. Wemby was walking into the area uh, heading to catch when there was a, a fan who afterwards we found out was Britney Spears was uh, approaching him with a British accent uh, saying, excuse me, sir, excuse me, sir, and just kept trying to go towards him. Uh, when eventually uh, he was heading, when Wemby and his, and his entourage were heading into the, the restaurant where um, into catch that's when Brittany sort of infiltrated her way into this circle, and one of his uh, bodyguards uh, gave her like a backhand uh, slap across the face. So there you go, British accent, Brittany. My hotel lobby. Well, I think if you read it right, she was in. She was Moy. in her, my hotel. <laughs> exactly. Moy. Now she also in her statement says she's yet to get a public apology from the player, his security, or their organization. I hope they will. But according to the TMZ report, and again, TMZ knows all, security guard went back and apologized. Because even she said in her statement that he turned without even looking at who I was and just was kind of just moving, hey, get off my guy. That's you end up getting job. her in the face? In the face. You know, the guy, the guy, the guy's got an entourage. Don't try to jump up in his business. You might take one of the chops. Maybe you get one of the chops. Get your glasses knocked off. You're not as recognizable as he used to be, Brittany. Oh, things have changed a bit, huh? <laughs> Yeah. No, she's just embarrassed. Oops, just embarrassing. I did it again. <laughs> super embarrassing. Just a super embarrassing. Super to embarrassing. Her. Yeah. That's super. All. She super. didn't get hurt. She's fine. Yeah. And she says the story is super embarrassing to share yes. with the world, but it's already out there. However, I think it's important to share the story to urge people in the public eye to set an example and treat all people with respect. There you go. There you go. That noted. Thank you. Noted. Good luck to Victor Wenbanyama in the summer league this week. Here's a good text says uh uh, Portland is still paying him, guys. Also, this one says, uh, where'd that good text go? Well, in the conversation we were just having, 
Uh, Damian Lillard shouldn't have signed the four-year extension if he wanted to get out. You can't have your cake and eat it, too. That's true. I mean, you, that Kevin Durant did the same. You, you take the, the Supermax because only your team can give you the Supermax. That's part of the NBA's you know, strategy of keeping stars in, 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 the, in their home city is they, their team can offer them more than anybody else. At offer, least, at least in this situation, Portland gets something back for him. If he signs somewhere else outright, Portland's just out of luck. Correct, really. correct. Uh, but at the same time, you know, the, it's not unfair to say, well, then don't sign the deal and you know get out of there when you had your opportunity. You signed it and took the supermax because only they can offer it to you, and then you turn around pretty, pretty, pretty shortly and, and demand the trade. Uh, that's that doesn't seem to be fair either. And that's why you know in most other sports, gosh, football and especially in the NFL, they they oh, yeah. every player. That has has the power to get one gets a no trade clause, right? They they lock that in and, and they they control where they'll go. That's what the no trade clause is. NBA players really don't because typically they get their way. <laughs> they get what they want when they demand it. And I want that coach fired. Okay, you're out. See ya. Sorry, coach. That's uh, just the way it goes in the in the association. All right. High expectations for Longhorn football. Not surprising that they were picked to win the Big Twelve uh, by the members of the media. It's the first time it's happened, as we said, since they've gone to. Uh, the divisionless format, which it'll be again this year with the Longhorns as the pick. And as we predicted yesterday when the All-Big 12 team was announced, Buck, that, um, you know, the media is going to you know, be Texas and K-State. You know, Texas and K-State are going to be far and ahead if you look at the, look at the talent. Yeah, both teams and rosters and who checks what boxes. It's Those are the two, two teams with the fewest missing checks, I think, within those boxes. Uh, the Longhorns' biggest missing check is they just haven't done it. And Steve Sarkeesian hasn't led a team. To a conference championship, and uh, you know, until he does so, he's you know, Chris Kleiman gets the advantage at head coach, right? Between those, oh yeah, two teams. that and that offensive line, yes, yeah. And the quarterback returns at K State. Right. They they replace uh, Deuce Vaughn with a a Florida State transfer who was picked as the newcomer of the year in the conference. Who's I think that that young guy, Treshawn Ward, did a pretty good job of finding a good spot where he can go in and secure a lot of touches and play behind a good offensive line with a good quarterback. Colin Klein running a good system there, so that guy has a chance yeah, to be a breakout Yeah, he did his player. homework. He didn't just leave and go somewhere. Yeah, well, because there's high expectations. It's funny if you read a lot of what's going on at Florida State that there's a lot of kind of like Texas. That is, is Florida State back finally? Uh, are they because there's a lot of teams, people that think they well, have. They've but, got their court. They've got their quarterback back. Right, that they've broken through and much like Texas that they've built this thing and uh, you know they're ready to go and get back into the mix in the ACC. Uh, but that young guy, that running back, saw a crowded running back room and said, you know what, I can go be the feature back. The group just got a bunch of guys back, yeah. Well, and but here's the, the interesting part about Texas and K-State. You know, when Bill Snyder was the head coach at K-State, Texas had a hard time and couldn't beat them that often. Uh, Chris Kleiman's never beaten Texas. You know, Texas, even last year, went into Manhattan and beat them. That's right. Texas has never lost uh, until Chris Kleiman coached K-State team. Um, and there were some rough years, even that 5-7 and seven year. Uh, Texas went in there and, and you know, beat K-State. So, uh, that's, yeah, the talent has outweighed them when, yeah. it can, when it starts to come down to it. Yeah. Well, and I think you, you played the, the cut from the Greg McElroy podcast of Steve Sarkeesian. He's not shying away from it. He called and says he's got a team that he feels like is on a mission to right the wrongs of last year, the fourth quarter defeats that uh, were their own fault and, um, you know, or our own fault, and we're going to go get this thing this year. That's well, if you have the talent and you you've shown the ability as a coaching staff to develop that talent, and you got a team that has got a chip on its shoulder that is focused on that solely that, not worried about the SEC, not worried about anything that's in the future, because there there are a lot of a lot of players on this current team, Buck, in twenty twenty three that won't ever play a game in the SEC. They won't. Yeah, you're right. I mean, this is it for them. And there are some guys who have ex eligibility 
you know, to go that would like to be playing in the NFL next year. You're right. <laughs> if they you know a guy like Jatavion They'd Sanders. They'd like to have a great year and be yeah. out of here. Yeah, a guy like J.T. Sanders, a guy like Xavier Worthy, you know, Quinn Ewers will be mentioned, of guys who would be draft eligible after this season if they can put some put a skin on the wall this year and show some great things. And so, you know, again, there's a lot of guys that they'll never even see the FCC. They're not going to play a game as a member of the Southeastern Conference. I never thought about it that way. This is a big year for them, too. Yeah. And that's why we talk about the guys that, that chose to come back, the Jalen Fords who could have gone to the NFL last year after a great season, Christian Jones at right tackle, Devondre Sweat at defensive tackle, Jordan Whittington. I mean, these are all dudes that, you know, could have been gone already, and they're back. So that's what's really driving and pushing the bus uh, to try to win this Big 12 this year. So we'll take your thoughts. Uh, lofty expectations for Zach Texas. We've seen it before, and it, uh, you know, didn't, didn't come to fruition. It's going to be there no matter what. Yeah. Kool-Aid is uh, the yes. the, uh, the the ingredients for the Kool-Aid is all are all sitting right there. Absolutely. Have they mixed them properly? Will they mix them properly as that continues with their summer workouts? We'll get more Add on the horns. Add ice. Add ice. We also have one of our favorites, Phil Steele. Phil Steele's college football top 25 preseason top 25 is out. We'll get you details. He has a high opinion of the Hawthorns as well. How high? Also his uh, All-American teams. And, you know, Phil Steele, one of the best with his um, Bible of college football that's coming out uh, here in the month of July. We'll get into that coming up with the good college football chatter. Also some b and facts of the day to come. Your thoughts on the Dame Lillard story. Does Portland owe him anything? Uh, or should they try to get the best deal possible for their organization? All topics on a Friday on b and Me, baby, one more time. Oh, that video? Did you ever see that video? Oh, Britney yeah. Spears. What was she like? Seventeen when that came out, or something? And she's wearing a little schoolgirl outfit in the school. Oh yeah. You're, it was a long time ago. Now. That's all right. She made her money early, and she's still got a lot of money. Uh, well, she does. still living up at the hotel. They're still taking care of her rent. You know, she's she's cray cray. She cray cray. She's one of those. But um, you know. That was 1999, so that indeed was 20-plus uh, years ago. and uh, That was 1999? Released. Yeah, baby, one more time. Oh, man. So, yeah, how old is she now, Miss, uh, Miss Spears? Because uh, 47. She's 47 because she was is in she? her 20s. I don't know. I just guess. I, yeah, I, I don't think 40. she's that old, by the way. I don't think she's that old. Um, but Early 40s? Could be wrong. Could be wrong. Uh yeah, Hit Me Baby One More Time, debut single of American singer Britney Spears. Same, so same uh, album of the same title, 1999. British singer? No. She's not British. <laughs> she's from Louisiana, I believe. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, she's got that accent. She's 41 years old. So when that song came out, she was indeed 18 years old, uh, right around there. Yeah, she's uh, she's one, and she got whacked in the face. She took one in the chops, trying to be too aggressive in with her weight Yama. Uh, okay, so uh, that story out there, and uh, from hopefully it's a story that keeps on giving. You know, maybe there'll be more to come with uh, Brittany and Victor. Uh, tie those together. Uh, meanwhile, Victor's just trying to play some hoops, trying to get into the summer league and start his NBA career with the San Antonio Spurs. What's he going to do? Is he just playing tonight and then he's off for a while? Or somebody said he'll be playing again on Sunday. They have another game Sunday. 
against I'm not a different sure. team. I mean, I heard, I heard Patrick Davis on the afternoon show yesterday, and Patrick's a huge Spurs fan and reads everything he can on the Spurs and always has great insights into that that team in the NBA. He said that you know the, the Spurs are going to be very load management. That he's not going to well, do a of lot. Of course, yeah, he's not going to do a lot, but he'll play. As much as he needs, yeah. That to. dude sounds like a guy who wants to play. Just I need to get out there and play. Well, yeah. You remember there's a there's a FIFA or a FIBA event coming up, and he wanted to play in it, and they said no, 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 no. Let's just get ready for training camp. Uh, we don't need you doing that. Uh, but you know, play for go play for your country. Those legs are still pretty skinny. Yeah, they no, got to get him in the weight room and get him going into his uh, what they think is you know again the best. Best prospect since LeBron is what he's been called, and one of the more unique unicorn prospects the league has ever. Uh, ever uh, player that's ever come into the league, uh, so we're talking about that. We're also uh, we just walked out out of the uh, studio during the break, and I saw the boxes of Shipley's donuts, day old donuts, still at the radio station. Who brought those? Well, yesterday you missed this tie because you know competitive eating was a conversation coming out of the Fourth of July and uh, Joey Chestnuts, his success. So apparently during the Light the Tower program, which follows ours with Jeff Howe, of course Craig Way is on vacation in the on the coast of North Carolina. Uh, Jeff Howe and Cam Parker, the producer there, got into a discussion about competitive eating, and Cam agreed to try the Chad Hastings failed donut challenge. The five and f- five minutes? I no, think no, it's five, ten. Ten. Ten and five minutes. Ten and five minutes or whatever it was, and so Jeff took him up on it and stopped at Shipley's Donuts, and we want to thank our friends down there in South right there at William Cannon. Uh, I think they, they gave us a good deal on some good donuts, but they're still here. And so, Ty, since you weren't here yesterday, I know Go you, get you've got a stomach like a billy goat. You'll pretty much eat anything. I didn't so. eat anything yesterday. How about that? He didn't eat day. anything the entire day. I don't know. The heck what are you doing? I, I don't know. You can kind of live in the entourage you, life yeah, over yeah, there. What's really? going on with you? I don't know. Don't you need some energy for that event? The, white, I mean? the white snake video that was taken? Yeah, the white snake video. Yeah. Don't you need some energy? Get <laughs> uh, that from a candy bar. I'll eat double today. There you go. I don't know what are donuts like the day after. Did, I mean, well, did Cam? First of all, did Cam do it? Did he? Did he I have no the challenge? No, fa- miserable fail. Really miserable how many, fail. Do we know how many he got through? Uh, I, I couldn't tell you. You think uh, there's ten I, in there? I'll I'll try to show them up right now. <laughs> you'll, and you won't even stick them in the microwave. You'll just go uh, after yeah. the ones that are there. Well, you got to microwave those things, right? I, well, I don't. Di- I might dip them in some water, honestly. Oh, well, that's the key. And that was, by I think by like the third donut, Cam started trying to dip it in his coffee. But you do no. have to. You have to shrink some. I mean, there's so much yeast and you in a big donut like Get that. Get a yeast infection. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Cam. Did Cam get a Good. yeast infection yesterday? We'll see him this morning. We'll We're gonna ask him how about that, that. How his levels are doing? But again, Ty will eat pretty much anything he didn't eat yesterday. So we'll, we'll take a picture of the donuts during the break and see how many Ty actually consumes between now and ten o'clock. Because there's, there's but they, exp- they expand over a night now. They those things look thick now. They, that looks like a, a thing of bread. They're looking pretty crusty, right? Now, <laughs> they are. Well, we, we were, uh, gosh, what's the restaurant? Somebody who, who's got a lake house out there in Kingsland will tell me. We were at a re- breakfast place out in Kingsland. Somebody who's hiding out, out and in they, Kingsland? They've got a cool little breakfast spot right near the lake, and it, it's uh, they have these huge pancakes. And there's a challenge there that if you can eat you know, the, the pancake, you you whatever. And my son Nolan tried to do it. He, he, thought, you know, he thought he could pull it off. Uh, but no, not even close. Not even close to the challenge, because again, the pancakes once it hits you, gets it expands in your stomach. And those things, and donuts, I would assume, do a lot of the same thing. And there's so much Didn't sugar. Chad completed the challenge though. This guy says he got four and a half in ten minutes. No, Chad miserably failed to. Oh, okay. Well, 
This is I'll carry this torch for the horn. Shipley Donuts too thick. Yeah, yeah. I, Krispy Kreme are the real thin Krispy ones. Krispy Kremes can kind of go down pretty quick. Round Rock yeah. Donuts. Mm. Or Round Rock. They go. They're they're loaded with sugar, but they're thin. <sighs> those are the those are the best donuts. In a Shipley awesome Donut today looked like a like a loaf of bread with some <laughs> with some icing on top oh, of it. But but look, there's a, there's two boxes and there's oh, about yeah. four or five donuts in each one. Three with the glazed donuts, and then there's some specialty donuts that I'm assuming those will be gone by the end of our program today with the Billy Goat in there. By the way, thank you to our friend Christy, you know, at, at Cakes Rocky. She made a cake for my 68th birthday. And let me tell you something. Oh, Christy cakes. You know how good those are? Yes. And you know what I found out about those type of cakes now? Mm-mm. Those beautiful, you know, really unbelievable sugary cakes. you got to take those out of the refrigerator and let them set for like 45 minutes before you start. Oh, yeah, they're cold. I mean, diving into them. You let them get that room temperature. That's when they taste their best. That's when you go one piece, one big glass of milk. That was me. That's right. Straight up vitamin D. No two percent. Stopped up city. Oh no no! I I made it. I made it through the whole cake. Sugar. Uh, Well, it was my birthday. I mean, (laughs) your birthday week. Yeah, my birthday week. I did because I did the week. I did. I did not do just the day. I did the week, and my wife got a little bit sick of me going. You know, it's my birthday. She goes, "No, that ship has sailed. Quit saying that." I mean, my wife does the birthday month. You know, her and her friends they have like separate different parties for one person for the whole. Remainder of the month. She's on uh, February 17th. So the whole rest of the month of February, it's like, oh, we're going out. I'm like, wait a minute. Your birthday was yesterday. Well, such and such has to have something for me. I'm like, what is this? And all I wanted was a week. <laughs> she takes the month. <laughs> yeah, she takes the month. I guess as you get to, you're pushing the big seven zero now. But I think I get the week. Next year, you'll be the best number there is, which is cool. Uh, but you know, and then I'm, I'm you know, the opposite way of the whole death ver- row. I am, and this is true. I'm not even for I mean, I'm no judgment on your wife or you, but I'm of the okay. Let's just get through this day because I it's a birthday. Like at the end of the day, everybody that you come in contact with accomplished the same exact thing you did. They were right. born and they're still here. Good for you. It's a special day. No, no. Until I see them in my 50th high school now, year look, and see who's now, around then. That's. Hey, some of you didn't accomplish that goal of getting here. I will say when it's my day, that's how I feel. But like with one of my kids' days, it's a big deal. It's a big deal because I was part of that deal. That's my kid, right? Yeah. I helped, I, I helped make that happen. And I, I'm proud of those guys. So I'm trying to give them their day. But for me, eh, not a big deal. I didn't accomplish. But does your mom and dad feel not feel the same way? Uh, and I give you a nice phone call? Yeah, that's about, about it. Yeah, that is. That, that's, yeah. <laughs> All I need. Hey, happy, happy birthday. I'm very similar. I don't I don't get a, you know, I don't do the present thing. Actually, my mother has a text chain for the whole family that she sends out the first message every time, whether when it's somebody's birthday. Hey, happy birthday to, and when everybody chimes in. And- it was different this time because my, you know, my kids actually got me a Golf Galaxy gift card, which was, I'm like, really? From you guys? I'm like, huh? From you guys? So that's, that's awful. I got I brought my dad a card over for fa- like a week late for Father's Day because I told you how he called Father's Day. And I've never really gotten him anything. And he looked at me, just looked at the card. He goes, yeah, just so you know, not a big card guy. <laughs> hey, thanks for the card, but I'm oh, not a big card And then I think he got a little bit of talking to from my stepmom because he got a call like five minutes later. He's like, oh, hey. Hey, thanks for the card. He's like, yeah, sorry. Corey said I might have been you know, a little, a little mean there. I was like, well, no, you're good. And <laughs> now I know not to get you a card ever again, so thank you for that. Well, you're 25. No, I you probably know by now your dad's not a big card guy. But you know. was just, It was a gesture. It was yeah, a very was, nice gesture. I think the more, thought, thought that counts. More important for, for me, for my kids, is Father's Day. I mean, really, all I need is a phone call. Sure. 
And that makes me feel no, good. I called my, I was playing on, I was like, hey, when do you want me to come over? And he was like, uh, I'm, I'm calling it. Yeah. Like, don't, don't but the, I wish the on Father's Day is more, because you know, my dad is still with us, so we, uh, right. uh, and hopefully for a long, long time, so I always like to talk to, the, talk to Pops on Father's Day. But unlike a birthday, which everybody that is alive yes. has, was born, they accomplished that, that, that feat. To be a father and be a good father, that's not. That's gotta, a big deal. You got to be, be a part of that and jump in, right? Not everybody does it. And, um, that's right. So, yeah, that's that's big. Okay, so uh, Donut Talk. This is a uh, Blue Bonnet Cafe. Somebody from Kingsland or knows Kingsland let me know that that was the name of the little breakfast. Isn't that Marble Oh, is that where you went? That's a Marble No, right. actually, no, that's not it. There, whatever. There's a little over breakfast. The, just right over the river, over the bridge It's there? in Kingsland. It's okay. in Kingsland. Not far from the bridge as you cross coming mm-hmm. in from Marble Falls. Uh, also, this says day-old donuts are fine, but uh, Ty, you might want to five seconds in the microwave to get those things softened. Those things you got to soften them up. A oh, little. and they taste better when they're a little bit warm. Yeah, it's like, like a catcher's mitt. Yeah, with sugar. All right, so here's something. Uh, we'll get to some B and E facts of the day, but CB Chris Bennett on Twitter sent us this: that on three sports, actually, this is ESPN. ESPN has a ridiculous 2024 NFL mock draft out, um, projecting, and in it. They have three quarterbacks going in the first round, actually in the top ten. Caleb Williams, one. Drake May, third pick. Quinn Ewers, eighth pick. Quinn Ewers, eighth pick. Um, look, I'll just I'll continue to say this about Quinn. This is the, this is the guy that doesn't need any more expectations. The, Texas can have all the expectations they want, but their ceiling as a team comes down to him staying healthy and him right. being a lot better and a lot more locked in this year. And just a lot more grown up and a lot more familiar with the system. But to project him as the as the, an eighth pick in, a, in an NFL draft, I think it's a bit aggressive here. That's a bit Which aggressive. Which puts you right in the first round. And I know it's clickbait stuff, and I know people get fired up about it. but Not the eighth quarterback, but the eighth pick? Pick. Pick. Yow. I can see that. That's aggressive. Again, the, he has not played a full season healthy since his sophomore year of high school. He's 16 years old. He didn't play. As a junior, he got hurt and admirably came back to help his team into the state playoffs, uh, where he then ascended to the number one quarterback in the nation ranking in high school football. But then we know he didn't play his senior season. And then we know he didn't play at Ohio State in what would have been his actual high school senior season. And last year, we know he got hurt for five games and wasn't all that great when he came back from the injury. To project that guy as the eighth pick in a draft is, you know, not saying it couldn't come true, not saying he couldn't have an, you know, uh, just a banner year and and a, you know acclimate to this Sark system and take off with all the weapons. Same time, that's lofty, based on what we've I seen. I think it is. Yeah, based on based what we've on seen. what he's put on the field. Right. That's so lofty. Far, you're right. That's a lot of hype. That's a big jump from what we saw last year. That would be a massive jump. Yes. Because I mean, it's almost like everybody's taking the first quarter of the Alabama game that he got hurt in. And running with that because, you know, then his best game last year clearly was the Oklahoma game when the Longhorns beat the daylights out of Oklahoma 49 to nothing, and he was stellar. Uh, but from that point on, it got degraded in uh, his footwork and his mechanics and his attention to detail and his grasp of the system. And obviously, defensive coordinators, the more tape they get on you, the more they can attack your weaknesses. Oh, and sure. That certainly showed up last year. I will give Quinn this credit that in the bowl game against Washington, even though Texas lost the game, I thought he played winning football for a large majority of the game, gave Texas a chance to win the game. And who knows, if Xavier Worthy catches that long touchdown pass that he dropped, you know, that game may have had a different outcome. That was a, a deflating drop by, by the X-Man uh, in that game. But, again, to, to, go from where we've, what, 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 the, to go from what he's done on the football field to the eighth pick in a draft of 
nine months from now, that's aggressive. I hope it's true. Yeah, well, I hope it's true, too, because that means the team is going to do really well. Uh, and I'll say this, you know, I could have sat here in the same chair and said the same thing about Joe Burrow before his breakout year with LSU, right? I mean, the year when, when and, and I, I shouldn't say that, because at that point, Joe Burrow had done more on a football field than Quinn Ewers has done. But no one, because we remember Joe Burrow was coming in here with LSU and bringing the, the Raging Cajuns, and Sam Ellinger was the quarterback. I shouldn't say Raging Cajuns, the Bayou Bengals. Uh, and you know Sam Ellinger was the quarterback at Texas. And I just remember us talking about, you know, they're similar kind of players, that they, you know, they're tough guys and, uh, you know, real, real heart and soul kind of guys, really good players. But no one was projecting Joe Burrow as the number one pick in the draft and to go have the greatest season or one of the greatest seasons in college football history. Or one of the greatest teams in college football history which, around him. Which he did. And so, you know, I'm not saying it's not impossible that Quinn Ewers, with a year of experience and staying well, as healthy. As much as we like this team, does he have the greatest? I mean, I mean, Joe Burrow had one of the greatest college teams around him. Yeah. Not just Joe Burrow, but receivers, defensive players, Jamal running Chase, backs. I mean, yeah. I mean, he had Justin a, Jefferson. Oh. I mean, Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Clyde Edwards yeah. Hilaire. That team was ridiculous. Um, but, you know. Teams that win national titles have a lot of good players. Tua had great players at Alabama. Sure. Uh, you know, one like Trevor Lawrence was playing with chopped liver at, at Clemson. Uh, it's just, it, it, it's what you do. But, and again, this is another reason why Quinn Ewers very well. But you are have, the signature guy. You are the guy wait. at that position. But, you know, I should, because I'm only saying that the hype projections for Quinn Ewers, Joe Burrow took, led LSU to a bowl game the previous year, if you remember. Uh, and he had played. Against UCF. Against UCF. Yeah, Central Florida, a New Year's Day bowl game. Uh, Quinn Ewers hadn't done that yet. So those are the you – know, that, that's a lot. Uh, and I know people – it's Texas. He's a big name. He's got a big arm. He's a big talent. But uh, let's let's tap the brakes on that. I'm all in on Texas being picked to win the Big 12 and, you know, get to the Big 12 championship game and potentially win it. But, um, you know, that's that's a lot. On the Quinn Alabama Ewers. Bowl isn't going to get it done this year. Yeah. Well, I'll just say this. He'll, he'll still have his ups and downs. Yeah. And you'll have to live with some of – yeah, you'll you'll you'll. I mean, if if they win the game, you'll be able to live with some of the things that happened during the course of the game with him because it's not going to be perfection every week from this guy. Still, I, I he's agree still with in the you. learning process. That you know, you're not uh, if if you think you're going to yank him in in week one from a league. Murphy, I mean, you've got if you're going to live with this guy, you're going to have to live with him because their team's going to be good enough to win games without him being great. Well, you, again, speaking of ingredients, you have a ton of weapons. Great receivers. And once again, uh, your coach has to win a couple games for you himself. Well, He's got to make the call. But that's the other ingredient. Steve Sarkeesian has been a, a tremendous developer of quarterbacks in his mm-hmm. career. I mean, this is a guy that got Jake Locker drafted in the top ten out of Washington. Well, I'm going to say he's also been a developer of wide receivers. That's right. So, again, you, Quinn should be a beneficiary of that. Yes, uh, that that's they, right. They've, they've stockpiled weapons around him. They've got a young emerging offensive line. Uh, they got a coach who's been there, done that, and developed quarterbacks and receivers and high-level offenses. So again, it's not crazy, but you know I, that's that's clickbait kind of stuff for me on well, July seventh. It's, it's, it's cool. I mean, when you look from team to team to team in this conference, I mean, there's a reason why Texas is number one. I mean, there's been reasons why they were number one, and we've known in the past we're going really, yeah. really, you guys, you writers, and you guys made them number one. What is the deal? Because they're Texas. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, high expectations. Period. But this is a group that has the talent. They they just do. I mean. Across the board, and, very, and three years of recruiting this way is that's what it's all about. And coaching continuities we talked right. about. And look, I have no problem with Caleb Williams being the first pick. I mean, that guy's put it on the board, won a Heisman Trophy. Drake May, um, you know, rightfully so. He looks like one A as far as quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Quinn Ewers, at this point, based on what he's done in the game of football, 
is a lot of hype. That's a lot of hype. Yeah, it's, yet to, it's yet to be seen, but it could ha- it could happen. Yeah, it's not out of the question. But right. Tap the brakes a little bit. We'll be back. We'll pick up some B&E facts of the day, including, I'm assuming this is one of T.Y.'s favorite national days, national day of. Uh, also, some other facts of a busy Friday morning already here on B&E. Mornings with Bucky and Aaron. B&E Facts of the Daytime. Talk about Damian Lillard earlier. You know why Damian, Dame Lillard wears zero? Where's the number zero? Actually, is uh, to represent the letter O because he grew up in Oakland. Very moved nice. to Ogden, Utah, where he played at Weber State, and then he moved to Oregon where he played for the place for the Portland Trailblazers. So it's uh, from Oakland to Ogden to, o- to, to Oregon, and that's why he wears zero. Also a good dude and a good musician, but uh, not a big fan of this sign the Supermax deal. And then I don't have a problem with him requesting a trade out of Portland at his age, and his years are dwindling to play for a championship. And it doesn't look like Portland's any anywhere near that. But at the same time, I don't believe you should be able to direct where you go exactly and handcuff your organization to who they're allowed to deal with. Uh, they should be able to c- cut the best deal, uh, which is why the NBA is going to, you know, you know, whether it matters or not, find the agent pretty darn heavily. For his comments, because the new collective bargaining agreement that that goes into effect this year specifically says, you know, public comment, um, you know, will be treated harshly. Yeah, you know, I don't which see the him, agent went on the record. I, yesterday. I just don't see him as the kind of guy who, you know, if he doesn't get to the place he wants to get to, if he ended up in some place like with the Celtics, I think he's going to play the way he always plays. I don't see him being a problem. Yeah, I think they're doing this now for posturing, but Dane yeah. doesn't. You know, this is James. James Harden wore a fat suit to try to get out of Houston. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's going to go through like all that. That dude stuff. wore a fat suit to warm ups. What a clown! Was it? I think he was just fat. No, because because <laughs> when he got his what he wanted, which was traded, he was immediately twenty pounds lighter. Well, he just hit the tr- treadmill and stopped <laughs> going to Magic City. Come on. Yeah. No, that dude under his warm ups was wearing a fat suit. Come on, man. Yeah, I don't see this guy being that kind of guy. Where's James Harden going to get traded to? I don't know. Nah, he'll think... be right back in Philly. Oh, boy. Uh, that, with that... Mo Bamba. Is Mo Bamba in Philly now? Yes. It is amazing that Philadelphia, with because Daryl Morey's the GM. He was also the GM or the president in Philadelphia. He was also in Houston when James Harden was there. And they're good buddies. They are good buddies. Uh, well, you know. Um, it's I mean, they, they, Nicole, Nikola Jokic is the best player on the planet the, right now. We know that. Just led his team to its first championship, and it may be a run here for Denver. But Joel Embiid is the MVP of the league, and it doesn't feel like they're building around the MVP. I mean, you got the what the league said was the best player in the league. He's kind of proven that he can't get it done in the big moment, though. Well, then welcome to James Harden world. Yeah, right. that's not the guy you want to pair with him. Exactly. <laughs> right. <laughs> welcome to I James Harden. I still don't understand the Maxi deal where they didn't give they. I mean, they just. Well, I, again, I'll, I'll cite Patrick Davis from the afternoon show. He said they. They're, they don't want to cap-strap themselves in case something – they want to build as good a team as they can this year. And, they're, by the way, they, they would like to be in on the Dame Lillard trade conversation too. Oh, now if they are, now I understand. But uh, everybody would. But, again, this is why the agent coming out saying, you know, don't even bother, my guy wants to be in Miami, he's not going to be happy, that's tampering with, with everyone else. It's, it's diminishing Portland's ability to get max value for the player if they do indeed trade him. Uh, same time, you know, all the teams in the East should be involved. I mean, at least he's one of the best players in the league. If that player all comes the teams available, didn't win the championship. You're absolutely right. <laughs> I mean, if he's available, you if you're you're not doing your job as a general manager, if you're not at least not making a phone call. I saw that Golden State 
um, would have Dame would have been interested in going to Golden State if they hadn't have traded for CP3. Oh, geez, that would have been scary. Very well, we can get rid of him. Well, and he's from right Oakland. now, of course, he's from Oakland, which would be close to home. Um, there in San Francisco, by the way, speaking of facts of the day, have you seen this uh, this sphere in Las Vegas? Speaking of Vegas and what the Britney Spears story, this sphere at the Venetian Resort that's about to open, it is incredible. And I just saw a picture. Look at this, Buck. It looks like a giant marble, if you haven't seen it. It looks like a giant marble. Um, but it lights up. And look at that. Look at, there's an eyeball. Why? No, I, can, Why the it, eye? Well, they, they light it up. It looks like a lava lamp sometimes. It oh. looks like a marble sometimes. They put the NBA Summer League stuff on there. It's just all yeah. for advertising. But the thing, the, the sphere at the Venetian costs $2.3 billion. It's sick. Cyclops. I mean, you, that's there's like buildings and like rooms inside of there, right? Yeah, there's an, it's an entertainment venue. I mean, they'll have concerts in there. They'll have shows, events. But from the outside, man, that thing, apparently it's causing all kinds of car wrecks. Because people are like oh, yeah, driving oh, yeah. down the strip and they're like mesmerized by this thing and they're smacking into people. I mean, it is, it's one of those things, just look it up. The MG, MSG sphere in Las Vegas is is pretty crazy. You know, Vegas, go big or go home. You know what I'm saying? Love the MGM. Hey, that's right. Call it home. No, it's at the Venetian. Oh, it is? Not at the it's MGM? It's at the Venetian. Yes, sir. Hey, we'll be back. We'll pick up these headlines, including the Longhorns. High expectations. The expectation train is here. And they're all gas, no excuses tour in the Big 12 media. Buying. Pick the Longhorns to win the Big 12. We'll get you details on that coming up in our headlines. Also more on that Victor Wenbanyama story, which is weird. And a little Major League Baseball as well. It's beating on the horn.